We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 280. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And Corey's back. I'm welcome, back. Welcome back. How you doing? I'm good. Podcast land. Yeah. <laughs> no, you've been gone a couple. Of, you've been a busy guy. My God. I do it all. Man, you've been caving. And I have been. Now, was it last week you did this special thing on the cave? Or? It was. It was a week ago yesterday. Yeah, one day. Tell everybody what you did. It's pretty wild. Well, you know, you can't do much when the park's open. Okay. So we went down there at 7 o'clock, park closed. Five people from Talking Rocks Cavern, five people from our cave. Uh Uh-huh. And Bruce Hershend, who is the son of Jack and Sherry Hershend. Yeah. And he owns Talking Rocks Caverns, and he pretty much owns our cave, too. Yeah. And he knows all about this passageway. It's called the Mystic River Passage. Rarely does it ever get explored. Rarely. Why is that? It's just out of the way or? It's not out of the way. It's just not ideal for a fun time. Okay. Because you're army crawling from the beginning to the end from 7 a.m. to 4, 7 p.m. to 4 a.m. army crawling. And most of the time when you're army crawling from ceiling to floor, you have under 20 inches, maybe 15 inches, and 10 inches is filled with water. So, yeah. Okay, so there's no way I'm going to do that. I I couldn't do that. I'm too big. uh, I really used a lot of my abs and my upper body, my core, to drag myself through because you couldn't move. I mean, there's no way to maneuver any other way man i have these special compression sleeves on my arms that i bought on amazon probably the best eight dollars i've ever spent in my life (laughs) good because they're like they like add padding there's like really thick padding on the under armor underarm of it and you can just pull yourself you don't feel a rock Yeah, so you can just crawl in i mean i've done it without and been bruised for months but i didn't get a bruise my knees were sore, even though they weren't bruised. They were just sore from. Now you know. you're talking seven, 7 p.m. to four a.m. The eight that's, hours. That's what we were. Yeah, that's what we were scheduled to be in. Uh, if we were in there by five, nine one one would have been called and all that kind of good stuff. I mean, there's a plan in place. You have to, you have to stay on schedule. Oh, okay. Because Bruce didn't go in with us. He wow. was, he was our man on the outside. So uh, it was fun. How many? How many went? Well, ten of us, but five of us. Five of them, talking rocks. People turn around. We we us Marvel went all the way through because it was our cave. We felt like we needed to see what was back there. About a hundred yards back, it had been explored before. Because I mean, in in recent times, because and I kept them. I I found a bunch of flash cubes back there from the nineteen seventies. No way. So 
and they were all over the place. So, so you're taking it. It's been explored before a long it's time ago. It's been a while. Oh, my gosh. Like, probably almost 50 years. Oh, my gosh. And they were still in good condition, too. Weirdly, I don't know how. Found some old flashlights back there, too, not too far back. And they were like batteries that you didn't see since, you know, 1976. I mean, they plug them in. They, they, they were the ever ready, uh, had a cat on them and the. It was a oh the cat yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I know that's been there for a while <laughs> wow yeah well I admire that you did that there's no way I could I was I could do that. editing my video earlier today I haven't got it all posted yet but uh, you know I've been busy but I got a lot of video I had a helmet a helmet cam okay and that's my GoPro it's oh. handy dandy but this time. I bought a, uh, it's a case for my phone, and I got it from Amazon like two hours before we started, so I didn't get to test it out, but it's basically, it turns your phone into a GoPro, so I took my actual phone down there. Oh my god! Didn't get muddy, didn't get a, nothing, and, and I got some great footage from my phone, so I had two cameras on me the whole time, so. Oh my gosh. Okay. Really cool. Now, you're going to post this on your... Cave Guide Quarry. Yeah, I, it's an I, up and coming site seems to be anyway. Boy, I, people are like flocking to that yeah, thing. It's, it's a good time, and I, I promoted it every time. Like, with told Gary, it's like we we got to go to Cave Guide Corey on Facebook. Uh, are you on Instagram too? I am. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram for the kiddos. Oh yeah, I have a little QR code people scan at the end of my tour with their camera, and it just takes it right to CaveGuideCorey.com, and you can. Choose between oh, you even have Facebook. a website too. Well, I don't have a website. I might someday, but it is a little splash page that pops up, and that way they can choose whether they want to do Facebook or Instagram. Oh, it's, okay. It's all the same stuff on both pages. I just, you know, catering. A lot of kids go to Facebook or Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. A lot of the older to Facebook. So, well, I know that. I don't have a lot of video yet for you. I don't have a YouTuber yet, but uh, I probably will sometime. I oh, I know you will. I mean, this, going. I think it's great, man. You, yeah. You're just taking off on this it's thing. Fun. But uh, you know, people have been asking for Cave Guide Corey. It's a yep, it's a thing. You know, I'm 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 liking it. All right, it's fun. Well, and it's video. You like doing yeah. all this video stuff. I too. do. It's just hard. It's so hard to document in that tunnel because so much mud, and I couldn't wash my camera lens off. It was just covered in mud for the half the time. You know, so you don't right. know that till you're looking. Oh, I can't even see what's going on. It's just so muddy. <laughs> But then I finally get some water and I wash it off as best as I can. But right. it's just uh, I, I have to take all my stuff to the car wash. You don't know how muddy you you would you would not believe how muddy you get down there. It's just unbelievable. Well, you said in ten inches is you're crawling through water all well, the that's time. That's water. Right? Yeah. And but you're climbing up clay and mud and other places too. So okay. It's, uh, Here's the big question. You find that fun? Oh, I, I love it. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was scared to death of caves, oh. but now it's my thing. I, I'm not scared of caves, uh, and G- Gary's actually been in the, the Marvel cave a long time ago, because he, he's talking about repelling. You'll have to talk to him about that. That's really wild. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I had fun going in the cave. I didn't know he's that did. old. They did that in the 1800s. Repelled? Well, no, I don't think oh. he was supposed to be in there. I, you can talk to him. <laughs> he's been, he talked about it on the podcast before, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed the cave tour, but we we just did the standard public cave tour. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, thinking of crawling in water, it's rained a lot. Is cave flooded? Cave is completely flooded to the ceiling right now. 
It's flooded twice this week. Okay. We had that first round. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about We had two rounds, man. That's wild. We had the first round of storms. When was that? It wasn't... It was about two days before the big round came. Yeah, I mean, what I got to hear... Well, the title of this episode is called 10% Hatched. Oh, yeah. Because you remember we had... We were enhanced risk, and they had hail hatched. We Then suddenly we had wind hatched, and then the 10% tornado hatched, and everybody was just losing their minds because that's... That's for sure. Usually it's going to be something, and that was the big one. But you know... It didn't really do much. I mean, we had some severe thunderstorm warnings, but that particular one, Thursday night, we never had any tornado warnings out of it. Not here. No, not no, not around here. Is that here. the first one? Yeah, the first yeah, one, yeah. Thursday Thursday night and Friday. And the cave flooded above uh, the waterfall area. We had to close that part in the morning the next day. By the afternoon, it went down. Okay. But now, after this last one, it's to the ceiling. And oh, it's yeah. Still to the ceiling. It's probably going to be to the ceiling tomorrow. Oh, man. Because there's just a lot of water in the ground right now. Yeah. We're getting way saturated, which is awesome. It is. Uh, we got uh, now that uh, heavy rainfall a bit. Now, this was, uh, let's talk about the one like uh, two nights ago. Uh, went through. We had uh, some tornado warnings, although mm-hmm. they were radar indicated. So I don't think anything was on the ground. I didn't hear of anything. But you and I both were watching. It's like, you know, some, that little spin kind of looks suspicious there. And uh, eventually they did pop a tornado warning Well, it's warning the on same it. little area that was looking interesting over Stone County moving into Taney County. Yeah. Yeah. Because it almost formed what looked like a hook, even though velocities weren't all that impressive. Exactly. But then they ramped up a little bit. Uh the velocities came on the other side of Taney County well before any rotation was, and the velocities yeah. really ramped up. Uh, so an eastern, eastern, yeah, yeah. Taneyville and all of, over there. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, now, and, then, and then Gainesville, uh, Ozark County, they yeah. did it. But didn't didn't they do a pop another? They popped another tornado warning for eastern Taney, right? There, With that next round coming in, there were two. I think there were two. Yeah, and I, I know I, I saw uh, Branson fire. Uh, whatever Ted was saying, you know, it's not for Branson. That's what right. we were saying, not for Branson. I did three live casts, I think. That wow. <laughs> well, you know, if it's going to affect Branson or I want to calm people down, I, I'm going to go live and on it. You do a good job at that because Thank you. misinformation gets spread on Facebook, like mm-hmm. the one from the time before where they said there was a tornado what on the ground or somewhere uh, yeah. over by. Merriam Woods or 160. It's like, uh, yeah, and, and they were challenging on us. It's like, you know, we work with the National Weather Service. If they didn't say a tornado, we're not. We're saying there's no tornado until they get out. Now, yet. there was a lot of scud that night and oh, shelf. Yeah. And, and, yeah. yeah. There, I, there was nothing on radar see, showing any rotation. I think the, the untrained eye, I'll, that's the best way I'll put it right now because this is a really nice podcast, <laughs> is... You're going to have updrafts and downdrafts. That is not a tornado. An updraft is not a tornado. And like you said, those scud clouds, they're, they're scud, they look dirty clouds close to the ground. They may be lifting, but if they're not rotating, it's not a tornado. It's an updraft. And, and a lot of people kind of think that. They see, oh, it's rotating. Or sometimes it's rotating on its side. Well, that's a roll cloud or shelf mm-hmm. cloud. That's not a tornado either. So, and, and that's why I was offering, you know, take some classes. Radar Scope has, you know, you, you know, you got to be trained on this stuff, or you're going to spread mis 
misinformation, disinformation. And another thing is when people look at radar and see what they say is rotation, but the area is so broad that it's not wound up and not tight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's and another. that's what I kept saying. It's it's tight and bright. That's that's the not a moniker. Is that a moniker? A catchphrase or something? I say tight and bright. You know, it, you could have red and green, but they've got to be close together and yeah. bright because the yeah. brighter the velocity, the faster the wind. So yep. yeah, and boy, these things have a had a strong electrical component, didn't they? But all of them so far, it's just like lightning for days. I know, and. I had the drone up. Oh yeah. Up until it wasn't safe. <laughs> it was getting too close. Took some good pictures. I didn't have to I mean I just held my finger on the shutter button and I was <laughs> getting all kinds of cool light. I mean, how could I miss? I know. And you posted those four pictures. Yeah, yeah. Man, Couldn't that was miss. nice. Well, and I did some time lapses. I'm kind of afraid to post it. I mean, you I showed it to Corey when he got here, but it is constant flash 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 it's you know if, if you have epilepsy you do not want to well if you're looking at it on your tiny phone and you have lights on it's not gonna affect i think you'll be all right yeah now, if you're in a dark theater and that's all that's on yeah, yeah you have to worry about it I, I i might do that but i'm always going to put an uh you know epilepsy trigger warning on it because you know there i know a lot of people are epileptic and uh even though they are they're controlled with their meds and stuff if you get something flashing real fast like that you don't want to do it so um so to keep everybody safe if i do post it i will definitely put an epilepsy warning trigger on that um did you see we got almost three inches the other night that's why your cave is flooded oh, yeah i think 2.85 or something like that he has got even more like up near mount vernon in that area what they, they get they get over five or something yeah five to six maybe even pockets of seven gosh yeah, these things are number one efficient rainmakers and number two lightning producers. And the thunder, I've I've been hearing more thunder too, like crackly thunder, which means that's really mm-hmm. close to us. That's that's really nice. Um, our total for the month. Now we're just halfway through August. Our total at Stormdar Headquarters Weather Station six point eight five inches. Man, that's like six times what we got in April <laughs> or more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's crazy. That's good for. It's great for August. It's great for it is. Of course, you're getting all of, a lot of it at once. Yeah, and I that's don't not see good. any more rain in the forecast. Yeah, I think you're going to tell us more stuff in your model minute here uh, in a minute. Have you been noticing the dew points? They've been up there, haven't they? I don't remember. They probably have been. I don't remember dew points being over 80 degrees before. You can cut that air with a knife out there at Silverado City. It's uh, it's it's beyond oppressive. I mean, when you get to see a dew point map, it stops at seventy five degrees. So right. Yeah, anything over that is just oppressive. Well, it. I think at one point it got to eighty three degrees. That's oh, and if Did you people, say oppressive or depressive, it's both. Uh, yeah, if it's over eighty, <sighs> it's depressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I don't know that, but what that does, it takes the air temperature and just cranks that. Uh, that heat index up there, like 120. I, I mean, that's my weather station. It feels stupid. Like. Yeah, and people are out in that. I mean, thank yeah. goodness you're in a cave, which is 60 degrees all the time, so that's good. <laughs> it's um, foggy, though. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot of fog on Taney Como, by the way. Well, we've had, we had, two of these mornings, we had 
dense fog advisories. It was foggy on the way to work two days in a wow. row. Like, like really foggy. Oh, that's why. And Gary was saying that. He was driving to Springfield like mm-hmm. early, like 536 o'clock. It was insane. But, you know, that, that uh, thing that came through Sunday night, nice cold front. And just cleaned everything up. Wasn't that nice? I mean, yeah, we uh, really benefited in the weather department. I mean, it feels like fall right now. I came in here. I was enjoying the walk from the car to the door. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I should be uh, kind of like spring. I should be hearing spring peepers, but I wasn't because it's not spring. Oh, I know. And this is way, way under. I mean, the normal high and low for today is ninety and sixty-eight. Right, and that's just normal. But it feels, and I think tomorrow morning, I didn't check the forecast, but tomorrow morning it's going to be in the 50s. I think it's going to be in the 50s. Uh, yeah. Today's high was only 79.3, and that peaked at 437. Gary and I went out and played disc golf, and I didn't break a sweat at all. He had well, a little sweat, but. I hope you enjoy that while it lasts. Yeah. Well, I think maybe we need to get to your uh, model minutes so you can tell us what's on the way. Model Minute, Model Minute, what do they say? It's the Model Minute. Yeah, you keep, uh, you're going to fill us with bad news. I bet I can get this one in 59 seconds. Really? Not, no, I don't need no minute. (laughs) Okay. Well, there's no rain. Uh Uh-huh. You know, usually I get to the, you know, two-week mark on these loops, and I'm like, oh, look at all that. There's nothing even there. Nothing even on hour number 300. For the next two whole weeks, there's nothing? An, there's high pressure over our area, you know, now, but... Oh. I'm oh. going through September, and there's nothing. How far into September? Just the first. Wow. But, uh... I mean, usually there's something. This is bad. <sighs> See, it's all in unbalanced. That 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 August precipitation. I thought, oh man, we're gonna have such a pretty fall. And, yeah. And uh, only if it can just continue just a little bit of a time. And now it's just you know I think that was what we we're gonna get. I think it's over. So Mother Nature said, okay, here's some cold air. Here's some seven seven inches of rain. Now we're done, and no more rain. You know, sometimes you get uh, poppers show up on these. GFS models, oh, uh-huh. kind of scattered stuff. I don't right. have any of that. Wow, true high pressure. I mean, the atmosphere is dry. The dew point is pretty low. Which is great. For a while, but not, not for like a month. Well, let's look at thermals. Since yeah. there's nothing rain. Yeah, yeah. but here we're looking bad above, above average on the thermals. Okay. Yeah. I've been seeing it in the forecast. 95 to possibly 100, oh. you know. Lingering into the first of September, um, you know. Wait, you mean for the next two weeks? Well, Possibly upper nineties. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's uh, we're just being teased with fall, which happens, you know. But uh, yeah. I mean, it's a nice break. Don't get me wrong; I'm really, really welcoming it. But let, let's take a closer look at the second half of the August twenty fifth. Yeah, hmm. 111 for Branson from that day. Oh, that's, oh, that's not bad. 116 over in Joplin. Uh, now, are you talking air or heat index? Air. <laughs> no way. This is the 23rd of August, which is Wednesday, right? No. 
Yes. Next Wednesday. Yes. Next yeah. Wednesday. A week from Wednesday. A week from tomorrow. Yeah. Hundred. Oh no. Let, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it every time I see a 100 pop up. Let's see here. <laughs> My first 100 pops up. Okay, there's one. Sunday the 20th. So it's Sunday. Okay. And this is in Springfield because that's what's highlighted on my thing. Right. right 101. Yeah. And then 107 on Monday. 111 on Wednesday. No. No. And then something happens because it doesn't go back out of the 80s after that. So. Wait a minute. You're talking about a little cold front coming through? Maybe a little cold front, but then by the end of the loop, we're back into the hundreds. So, yeah. It's a roller coaster a little bit, but I don't like that 116 Joplin business. No, and that's really close to Miami, too. I mean, yeah. You you, you throw in even 40% relative humidity. had 118 on that, and that was not heat index. (laughs) Boy, if that were to stick, that would set some records. Oh, I know, and usually... That's almost Death Valley. But usually I trust the GFS thermals more than I trust the precipitation. Right. So I, I heard one of the guys... Unless that, it's super dry, then I trust it on precipitation as well, because... Well, yeah, we got yeah. drought. So droughtage, what's the latest drought? What's going on in the drought? Well, we're still abnormally dry. Yeah. Now, I know it, they it take it improve. today, so... It it's, did improve last week, and it should improve this week. I, I bet it improves a, a little lot. bit. I think it'll improve quite a bit. Quite a bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. But and then the next week, it'll be bad again because we... Ugh. I think we're you know, heading into another dry dry spell here. Well, everybody, get out and enjoy it. I think, I think tomorrow I saw the highs 82, so it's still going to be nice. But then Thursday, man, we're back up into the 90s. So I need to get out and enjoy something tomorrow. Mm, yeah, me too. Ooh. Okay, drink that water. <laughs> I always tell everybody on my tours after we get out because it's hot when we get out because they're they've been in the air conditioning for an hour and then it just hits you all of a sudden. Oh yeah, when you come out of the cave and sweat just you know gets all over you. Oh yeah, because it's it's As almost chilly. When I say make sure you guys drink water today because they're going to be out you know riding rides and stuff. I go make sure you drink water. If you get hot, make sure you uh, find some shade. Find some air con- There's air conditioned places out there. Oh yeah, they opened up one of the theaters this summer, which I've never seen them do, as a cooling station. There's no shows in there. It's just a nice place to cool off for a while. I think that's a great idea. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, I'm glad absolutely. they did that. Absolutely. So no shows in that one theater. Or that one theater. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, you know, along with everything else, we got some stuff in the tropics to talk about. It's tropical. Yeah, I think we're going to probably now start seeing a little bit of ramp upage or whatever because I just checked the National Hurricane Center. There's a tropical wave several, several hundred miles southwest, south southwest of the Cabo Verde Islands, which is that, there's that, you know, Goldilocks zone. Uh, seven day probability of it becoming something is 30. Now, I got to tell you, this afternoon, that seven day was 10. So that's gone up. And another tropical wave, check this out. It's still on the coast of Africa, and they are targeting that thing. They said it's going mm-hmm. to move off of the west you know, west coast of Africa either tonight or Wednesday, and it's got a seven-day 30% chance of becoming something. Um, now, in the Pacific, 
<laughs> Hurricane Fernanda. Hurricane Fernanda, about 120 miles uh, south-southwest of Baja, maximum sustained winds of 105 miles per hour, moving west at 12. Uh, 111 is a major hurricane. So this one is right below you know, it's, it's major. It's real strong cat, too. Uh, let's see. But that one's going to start decreasing to a tropical storm by tomorrow night, and then by Thursday night, tropical depression. Unfortunately, the trajectory is right towards Hawaii. But the good news is it's going to calm down before it gets there. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about Hawaii in a minute. But <laughs> They'd love a good tropical system, not yeah. necessarily a hurricane. Yeah, just some rain, just yeah. kind of what we need. Yeah. And then uh, the, the other thing, there is a strong tropical wave just off the coast. No, not just off the coast, but it's south and southwest of the coast of Mexico. Uh, it is going to become something. Seven days, 90%. You can't get higher than, than 90. And something I just, I just noticed, the Central Pacific... The Central Pacific, I'd hardly ever check that, which is basically the Hawaii area. There's Tropical Storm Greg. Greg. Hanging out. So Greg is G, so he F, so for Fernanda, so Greg must have performed after Fernanda. Right. Yeah. Uh, it is not expected to be a hurricane, and it's going to stay well south of of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So, But I think now that we're in the tropics, we do need to talk a little bit about uh, the Maui wildfires. And the reason I want to talk about it is that uh, I, I said last week, Hurricane Dora wasn't really going to affect the islands. Now, when I say that, I mean it's not going to move onto the islands and be a hurricane. Now, after I, I said that and watched it, the strong wind field around Dora was affecting Hawaii. and But that couldn't, that's not good. No, and that's what destroyed parts of Maui. I mean, yeah. it, it started, uh, oh, wait, I've got uh, wind. Let me see. Look at that. Okay, I got a graphic. Uh, the, the top wind speeds. Okay, oh, there's a lot of Hawaiian words. I didn't pre-think this before. I, <laughs> um, on, on the big island of Hawaii, uh, Kohala Ranch which is on the very northern part of it, had a, a top wind speed of 82 miles per hour. Kawahe, which is just to the southwest of that, had a top wind of 66 on uh, the next island. I don't know all the, li- the islands. I hate that. Uh, it's uh, Kaihe. It's the next island up on near Kahului. <laughs> Kahului. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 62 mile an hour. And here's the thing on Honolulu... On Waimalu, uh, yeah, don't don't hate me, don't write. I'm not good at Hawaiian names. Uh, wind speed of 77 mile per hour. So basically, what's happened is the hurricane itself didn't directly affect Hawaii. It indirectly affected it because you got that wildfire started on Maui, and those hurricane winds around the periphery really fanned everything. And that's so sad about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You got anything on the? About well, the wildfires? The, uh, I was going to talk about the uh, report from uh, NOAA. They up the uh, they followed suit with Colorado State University. Oh, yeah, okay. And, and upped their hurricane outlook okay. to uh, above average. So uh, earlier in the season, they issued a report saying there was a, uh, a 30% chance uh, of uh, of an above normal average uh, hurricane season, now it's up to sixty percent chance. 
That's from May till now. Okay. But uh, it's due to the strong, the, the very, very high record-setting temperatures of that ocean. It's yep. unbelievable. Yeah, we've been talking about that. It's actually counterbalancing the effects of El Nino. Oh, it is. I didn't know that. Yes, yes. So they're yeah. they're seventy percent sure now that uh, we're going to have an active hurricane season. Now calling for fourteen to twenty-one name storms, including the four they already have. You know, named Arlene through Dawn. Yeah. Now this is Atlantic. We're talking. This about. is the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Two to five could be reach uh, major category three or greater. Seventy percent confidence that this is going to happen. So, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot higher now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, like I said, this coming is the off time of, it starts kicking up too. Yeah, the the the, the Cabo Verde Islands. That's mm-hmm. that Goldilocks zone, and now we're starting to see waves come off of there and move into rich, rich, you know, environment. Now, is this Colorado State or is this Hurricane Center? This is this is the NOAA Hurricane Center. No, this okay. is. Basically, what Colorado State State said a couple of weeks ago. Okay, you know, but uh, man, well, I mean, it's, it makes sense. That that ocean is warmer than my bath water out there. It's yeah, <laughs> one hundred and fifty, and it's even warmer in the in the Gulf of Mexico, off of uh, Alabama and the Florida Panhandle. Okay. Because I, I got reports last week on Biscayne Bay of 103 degrees. Now, the, the, the coasts of the there, I haven't seen that. Unbelievable. What What's, are you seeing? I don't know. This is, I'm, I'm, it's giving me temperatures in Celsius. So, what's 32? <laughs> Who knows? That's up there. It's in the 90s. Yeah. I don't know. But. Well, if Sherry would hear, she'd know like 98.6 is 37. Yeah. Or something like something that. Like that. S- Celsius centigrade. It's uh Well, and I know a lot of these are are shallow in the shallow areas. The actual middle of the Gulf is still in the eighties or nineties. It's it's cooler than the shore, which kind of makes mm-hmm. sense. <coughs> It'll be interesting to watch see seeing how this all unfolds because we're in the we're getting there. We're getting to the core of hurricane season. Oh uh, yeah, we're in the middle of August. It's it should be ramping up about now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pacific's really been taken off. I mean, storm after storm after storm, uh, up to Greg, and then now we're. I mean, within I'm sure within 24 hours that one red X down there southwest of Mexico is just going to pop, and and bomb pop and bomb. That's our new. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they're going to form and then they're going to bomb bomb out. So anyway, is that all you got on the tropics there? Uh, I think so. Okay, well, let's get to the weather school. Let's take a little break. Uh, this week's weather school is about lightning. I figured we should bring that one back because we've had so much lightning and all of these time lapses and your you know, drone up there, like the different types of lightning, uh, the characteristics of it, and just fun facts. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed our weather school. The sky is getting really dark, and I'm starting to hear thunder. Guess it's time to go inside because I sure don't want to get struck by lightning.
Lightning is a sudden electrostatic discharge that occurs typically during a thunderstorm. This discharge occurs between electrically charged regions of a single cloud, called intracloud lightning, or IC, or between two clouds, called cloud-to-cloud, or CC lightning, or between a cloud and the ground, or CG lightning. The best studied and understood form of lightning is cloud-to-ground, although more common intracloud and cloud-to-cloud flashes are very difficult to study given there are no physical points to monitor inside the clouds. Also, given the very low probability lightning will strike the same point repeatedly and consistently, scientific inquiry is difficult at best in the areas of high cloud-to-ground frequency. There are roughly 5 to 10 times as many cloud flashes as there are cloud-to-ground strikes. On Earth, the lightning frequency is approximately 40 to 50 times a second, or nearly 1.4 billion flashes per year, and the average duration is about two-tenths of a second, made up from a number of much shorter flashes or strokes of around 60 to 70 microseconds. About 1 in 20 cloud-to-ground lightning bolts is positive lightning. This is a type that originates in the positively charged tops of cumulonimbus clouds. These strikes reverse the charge flow of typical lightning bolts and are far stronger and more destructive. Positive lightning can stretch across the sky and strike out of the blue, more than 10 miles from the storm cloud where it was born. Lightning is not only spectacular, it's dangerous. About 2,000 people are killed worldwide by lightning each year. Hundreds more survive strikes but suffer from a variety of lasting symptoms, including memory loss, dizziness, weakness, numbness, and other life-altering ailments. Strikes can cause cardiac arrest and severe burns, but 9 out of 10 people survive. The average American has about a 1 in 5,000 chance of being struck by lightning during a lifetime. On average, a lightning bolt can contain up to 1 billion volts of electricity. How hot is a lightning bolt? Well, it's only about 54,000 degrees Fahrenheit, or about five times hotter than the surface of the sun. Lightning's extreme heat will vaporize the water inside of a tree, creating steam that may blow the tree apart. Cars are havens from lightning, but not for the reason that most people believe. Tires conduct current, as do metal frames that carry a charge harmlessly into the ground. An average lightning bolt can release enough energy to power a 100-watt light bulb for more than three months straight. Many houses are grounded by rods and other protection that conduct lightning bolts electricity harmlessly into the ground. Homes may be also inadvertently grounded by plumbing, gutters, or other materials. Grounded buildings offer protection, but occupants who touch running water or use a landline phone may be shocked by conducted electricity. We've already talked about the three main types, intracloud, cloud-to-cloud, 
and cloud to ground, but there are other types of lightning as well. Anvil crawlers, also known as spider lightning. These are horizontal, tree-like, in-cloud lightning discharges whose leader propagation is resolvable to the human eye. In other words, the anvil crawler's movement is slow enough compared to most lightning discharges that a human observer or normal speed video camera can see its rapid motion across the sky. This type of lightning often covers very large distances, resulting in a vast, spectacular sky-filling discharge. Anvil crawlers are often very high-altitude events, and as such typically result in soft, rolling thunder due to their great distance from the observer. The name anvil crawler is derived from the visible crawling motion and their tendency to appear along the underside of the anvil portion of a thunderstorm. Anvil crawlers can either occur independently completely within the cloud or in connection with a cloud-to-ground discharge. We also have what we call the bolt from the blue. This is a name given to a cloud-to-ground lightning discharge that strikes far away from its parent thunderstorm. A bolt from the blue typically originates in the highest regions of a cumulonimbus cloud, traveling horizontally a good distance away from the thunderstorm before making a vertical descent to Earth. Due to the final strike point being a significant distance from the storm, sometimes more than 10 miles away, these lightning events can occur at locations with clear blue skies overhead, hence the name. While many bolts from the blue are positive flashes, some of them are not. Next we have bead lightning. This is a name given to the decaying stage of a lightning channel in which the luminosity of the channel starts breaking up into segments. Nearly every lightning discharge will exhibit beading as the channel cools immediately after a return stroke, sometimes referred to as the lightning's bead-out stage. Bead lightning is more properly a stage of a normal lightning discharge rather than a type of lightning in itself. Beading of a lightning channel is usually a small-scale feature and therefore is often only apparent when the observer or the camera is close to the lightning. Next we have sheet lightning. Sheet lightning is a term to describe clouds illuminated by a lightning discharge where the actual lightning channel is either inside the clouds or below the horizon, not visible to the observer. Sheet lightning is, simply speaking, ordinary lightning that is hidden by clouds or terrain aside from the flash of light it produces. We also have heat lightning. Heat lightning is really just ordinary lightning from faraway thunderstorms below the horizon. On a clear night, lightning flashes from a distant storm and can be seen hundreds of miles away. Heat lightning got its name because it is often seen on hot summer nights at a time when thunderstorms are usually common. And finally, the controversial ball lightning. <laughs> This is a rare phenomenon described as a floating, illuminated sphere that occurs during thunderstorms. It may move fast, slow, or stay stationary. It might be quiet, 
or produce a hissing or crackling noise. It may pass through windows, last from seconds to minutes, and disappear slowly or suddenly, either quietly or with a loud bang. Now, no definitive photographs have ever been obtained of ball lightning, nor has any plausible scientific explanation been found for it to occur. Therefore, its existence remains questionable and currently given the same scientific credibility as a UFO. Furthermore, many ball lightning reports have been found to be nothing more than power line arcs and other unrelated events. The byproduct of lightning is thunder. Thunder can range from a loud crack to a long, rolling, soft rumble. You can tell just how far away a thunderstorm is by counting the seconds between the lightning flash and the thunder onset. A five-second time-lapse equals one mile. So, if there's ten seconds between the lightning flash and when you hear thunder, then that portion of the storm is two miles away. A fun fact, people who are afraid of thunder suffer from brontophobia. There's really no safe place outside when a thunderstorm is in the area. So if you hear thunder, you are likely within striking distance of some lightning. Just remember, when thunder roars, go indoors. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. Yeah, how about that lightning? Ball lightning, eh, not convinced. I don't think there's enough evidence that, I mean... What's your thought? Do you think there really is ball lightning that comes in people's windows? I don't think that. I don't know. Mm, no. But there's a spook light that looks like ball lightning. Yeah. Joplin. <laughs> is it still doing out there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun to do. I we used to. It's where I kissed Cher for the first time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, I got a couple things in other news. Uh, I was talking about the heat and the hotness. Uh, found out Portland... Now, this was the 13th, so this is on Monday. Uh, this is wrong. The 13th, today is Tuesday, 13th is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I got it wrong on the outline. <laughs> I was trying to be fancy. On Portland, Oregon, on the 813. They reached 100 degrees Fahrenheit. It's the first triple digit of 2023, Portland, Oregon. Now, on the 14th, the next day, which was yesterday, they reached 108 degrees. This is air temperature, by the way. Hottest day on record in August. That's their highest ever in August. Um, The other thing is, uh, you're going to love this. Wow. On the 9th which was Wednesday, last Wednesday. Dayrestan or Dayrestan Airport in southern Iran at 11 a.m. local time, their air temperature was 106 degrees. Dew point of 88 degrees. Without looking, guess what the heat index was? Or did you see it already? No, not a clue. What is it? 149 degrees. What? Heat index. Dew point of 88. How could you even... I don't know. But 
on the but on the day before that, they had a heat index of 158 degrees. Now heat index, not air temperature. But that's what I was saying earlier about this about the about the dew point. Their air temperature was only 106, but you get a dew point that's just stupid, and it's mm-hmm. going to shove that heat index way up there. Uh, yeah, I can't. Southern Iran, I can't even imagine. I can't either. I don't know. What you got over there? Uh, Noah. You know, you know who Noah is. Yeah, yeah, Noah. Our yeah. friends over at Noah. Yeah, yeah, they came over last week. They uh, got an upgrade. Oh, they upgraded their computers. The supercomputer upgrade. Tell me this about week. it. Okay, in- increasing their capacity. There's two Noah computers, supercomputers, I should say, right. and they fill an acre. It's a it's a building. They fill a building. Okay. One's in Virginia and one's in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Manassas, Virginia, and Phoenix, Arizona. Those are the two NOAA okay. supercomputers. Right. And oh, why do they name? They're named something. Yeah, I'll figure that out later. Okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they're upgrading their technology. They're they're uh, they're uh, they're upgrading to uh, allow more complex forecast models allowing for 29 quadrillion calculations per second per second that's wow it's part of a plan to upgrade the u.s gfs global forecast system model to make the model higher resolution additional advancements are expected with the okay this is radioactive active Aerosols product. Have you ever heard of that? Radioactive, radioactive aerosol. It says it's a better way to predict wildfire, smoke, dust, and fog. Oh, okay. It's in other words, it's going to pick up particulates Correct. better. Correct. Okay. The HRRR, that's the rapid refresh model, it will also get a boost with more forecast potentials and data included in each run of the model. Yes, I need to give it a ding. The herd needs to get upgraded actually there are more supercomputers those are the only two the phoenix and the virginia there's other computers in west virginia tennessee mississippi and colorado and uh they're next in line to get the upgrade so well this is good for the weather service right wow now the gfs i mean the gfs is really broad scale i mean it doesn't pinpoint now the nam 3k that's really pinpointing but you know well, the GFS is 13K. They're oh, going to try to go to 9K on this. Well, that's better. Yeah. Well, you know, the NAM, the next step up, the, the NAM's go to 12K, so this would that would be... Uh, yeah, so, okay. The, the GFS going to 12... Uh, 9K, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm up with that. Well, on these uh, supercomputers, they run 20 models on, on these. So. Okay. I wish we had access to it. <laughs> oh, I know, and, and, that, and that's what I've said in the future. I mean, the, the the public models. I mean, I think you can you can pay and get more. I think, or or, or you know what I mean by by subscribe, but to free to everybody. There's yeah, but a few. They have a few that we don't ever. Oh, we'll I know. Never see. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. That's just insane, and that's why the weather service is yeah good at what they do. Right. Right. Except that ten percent hatch. That was wasn't a bust. But it was, you know, that's going to be not well. Now they upgraded the satellites. The satellites can really pinpoint now. 
Those are great. Yeah. So and they're still, they're upgrading those. I mean, they're going to launch a new one in a year or two. So. Is that 19 or 20? I mean, you talked uh, yeah, about it before. Like <laughs> I don't know. They got to keep up on it, though. I mean, you know how fast technology changes and you can't upgrade once it's in the sky. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I know the Hurricane Center upgraded something because, remember, they went from the five-day to the seven-day, so they, they've got that better They, they upgraded tweaking. the Hurricane Analysis and Forecast System model Okay. with the NHC, and it's operational now. It, it's uh, supposedly going to better predict rapid in- intensification, like the bombogenesis, which they needed. They, they better do that because that's what these storms are doing now. They're bombing. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, not everyone, but, you know, and, and again, as a reminder, everybody, when we say bombogenesis and rapid refreshing, or not rapid, rapid intensification is at least 24 millibar drop in 24 hours or one millibar drop per hour for 24 hours. So that's the upgrade for that to, to better predict that and plus uh, to monitor storm surge during the hurricanes. Oh, no, that's good. Yeah, it is. Because I've noticed they've been kind of tweaking up the, the the floods and getting new kind of maps and mm-hmm. inundation. It's called inundation something. Right. So I, I think that's good. I think so. It doesn't really do anything for us, but we don't live on the coast. Yeah, but we can watch. We, yeah, we have. Get the maps. Anything else? Uh, no, go ahead. Okay, I have one more thing. El Nino's in full force now. I hear. Yeah. Uh, the uh, El Nino people, whatever they're called. Oh, climate prediction. <laughs> oh, I was going to call them El Ninoologists. Yes, the El Ninoologists. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we are, <laughs> have issued now an official El Nino advisory, and El Nino conditions are to expect to continue at least, at least through February. So I think that's six months down the line. Wait. September, October, November, December, January. Yeah, six months. I think they go out six months. Uh, And I'm interested to see how this El Nino is going to do, because didn't you say in the A block that because of the warm temperatures, it's like kind of offsetting the El Nino or something? Mm, Usually it's warm in in the Pacific, but cooler in the Atlantic. But now it's, yeah, all topsy-turvy. When did you get your latest El Nino news? Last Thursday. Thursday, yeah, because that's when they had a big announcement. Did you see that? Oh, really? Thursday evening. No, I didn't see it. Uh, Noah announced Thursday that chances of an El Nino event this year have increased to greater than ninety-five percent. Oh, yeah, certainty of a strong El Nino. Well, heading into this winter, so yeah, yeah, it's looking like uh, I don't know. Are we going to have a mild winter? Well, and that's the thing. And somebody was somebody approached me the other day and said, "Well, you know, they they had a friend that said El, El Nino is going to be strong, so it's going to be super cold." Well, I reminded him that the February twenty twenty was a strong La Nina year, and it was stupid cold. So it's like, well, yeah, you have to kind of take in all the other oscillations. But I remember some, some El Nino winters. We didn't see a lick of snow. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Right. I mean, it'd be nice to have a milder winter. I mean, it'd be nice to get some snow. February. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't want it to stay down below zero for a week. You know, that's 
everybody says it'll have to kill the bugs. Guess what? It didn't kill any bugs. <laughs> we stayed there for 10 days. The bugs came back out. Yep. They were worse than they were ever were. Yep. <laughs> oh, what about the cicadas? Have you heard anything about the cicadas? No. <laughs> are they coming back soon? I, think, I don't know. I think it's they like probably are. Every seven or 13 years, there's like this big to do about cicadas. Well, I haven't heard anything. Depending on the breed, they're all, you know, the, the, the different species. They're all on different seven-year cycles, so you're going to get a breed of them every few years, even though they're on seven-year cycles. Yeah, one of them's a 13. I know that. One of them's a seven, and yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they never bothered me. I was like, no, they don't bother ah, me. The cicadas, no. Never, <laughs> they're kind of loud, though. I've never even cared. You know, I kind of <laughs> like them. Uh, don't they eat things? Or don't things I, eat them? I don't know. I, I don't know. I see cicadas all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you're not on a seven- or 13-year cycle year, so... I, I should research that. That's funny. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let's get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. And it's time for the weather word of the week. And so give it to Corey since he's here. So this time, what is this week's Stormdor weather, weather word slash phrase of the week? Uh, regional haze. Yes. Regional haze. So what is regional haze? That's when haze forms over the keyboard player and nowhere else on stage. No. Okay, I had to get <laughs> that good. Oh, by the way, haze is, is a is a stage you know term for Right. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. The, the fog you see for all you thespians out there. Anyway, yeah. haze regional haze is haze that is mixed uniformly between the surface and the top of a convective Boundary layer. Yeah. Okay. I get it. So basically what it's saying is it's haze that's regional. That's kind of what happens in our cave a little bit. Oh, that would be regional haze, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, you can definitely see the cutoff where it's just clear and then it just boom, haze, and then... Oh, yeah. You're out the hole. It's kind of neat. And then... in. in a, 40 to 45 degree warmer environment. Sure. Oh, that's that's nuts. It's like a cap down there at all times, basically. You know, so, I never thought about that. Yeah. that. yeah. It's like a little cap thing going, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I got to get back in a cave yep. at some point. Yep. I don't want to crawl. I'll let you do that. It's good times. Yeah. So as long as you didn't hurt yourself. I did. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm feeling it. Oh. But I'm glad I did it. I'll do it again, too. But maybe not tomorrow. Yeah, no, I'm off tomorrow. We're gonna there chill. Good. Rest, rest that rib. It's so. our first day we're closed in since spring. Tomorrow. Really? Yeah. School's Good. starting around here. You know. Oh, it's gonna be great weather. Are you guys gonna go kayaking? Probably not. Yeah. I would like to. Probably got to go school shopping. A lot of the smaller schools are starting already. That's right. So uh, Branson doesn't start till next week, but. Okay. Give us some time to get some back-to-school shopping out of the way. and You know what? There's probably some great deals out there, too. Who knows? Wow. So, okay. So, what grade is, is Griff going to be in? He's going to be first grade? First grade. Oh. And Jilly's in? Fourth. Fourth. And Garen's a soft Ju- junior. Junior? Mm-hmm. Oh, dear Lord. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck with that, by the right. way. Hopefully, Grayson will graduate college in St. Louis. Oh, oh, is he about ready to graduate? 
Yeah, he's gone all summer taking extra classes and stuff like that. Good for so him, man. Get out a little earlier. Oh, yeah, that's the way to so go. we'll see. Good deal. All right, well, now we're, I'm glad things are working out. Great podcast. Glad you're back, man. This yeah, is awesome. Good time. So, all right, well, I think if you, you got anything else? Uh, probably, but I forgot. Okay, well, we'll just do it next week. Yep. How about that? <laughs> All right, so for now, let's just wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. I can barely read it. Uh, you can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Now, wait, our radar is not quite working yet right it is now it is now radar's back up so check out our website at stormdarweather.com well that does it for this time so join us next week for the next edition of the stormdar weather podcast <laughs>